0: Back here on Overtime, hour number two, Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside Davis Rangy, producer Matthew and intern Bryson, J.L. Steele, the NASCAR expert, will be joining us here in about 20 minutes. Oh, my goodness. It just hit me that we are playing Kentucky tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Does not give you a lot of time to do anything before the game, not a lot of time to do anything after the game if you're old like me. Nah. I don't know, man. I just
1: probably, probably watch it while I go to the gym or something. You're rolling out of bed at 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go out of bed, go to the gym, watch yeah, the Maybe game. tomorrow
2: starts a new day. Get up, get some Chick-fil-A breakfast, and go to the gym and watch the game. And cram your face on a laptop the rest of the weekend because that's um, how UT is.
1: I guess I'm uh, winning the lottery, too.
0: Yep. You got a better chance at hitting a 15-leg parlay than you do hitting the lottery.
1: Hmm.
2: Shout out to FanDuel.
0: Absolutely. Don't place high wagers on those. I met somebody that did a hundred dollar, fifteen leg parlay. But he's like, but I was taking minus odds on everything. I'm like, even then, dude, like you, that is just very irresponsible.
2: None of y'all reacted to my uh, Bill Walton thing. got Joe Leonardo.
1: I watched that. That was funny. He said Joe is a troll and he doesn't know anything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said,
2: Wait, I'm just going to play the clip, man. No, there's no bad words in it. So. No FCC violations.
1: Uh, it was just funny. Bill Walton, every, they every... let him
0: call another basketball game?
1: Yep. Yeah, they, uh, he calls every single Pac-12 game, basically. Yep. Here it is, man.
0: Uh, speaking of that conference, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Joe Lenardi is a troll and who who has no respect or consideration for the conference of champions. That's not true. And, uh, uh, it is true. That's not true you're entitled to your opinion even when you're
3: wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Bill Walton delivering the truth. Man.
2: Might have been under the influence just like he is every game, but hey. Uh,
0: it's Bill Walton. You let Bill Walton be Bill Walton. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Jordan is next. What do you say, Jordan?
4: Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good, man. I want to call in real quick and give you my pick for Sunday, but before I do that, what in the hell was Daniel Suarez doing in that second duel last night?
0: Uh, About to get in a fight. He doesn't know when it's coming or where it's coming. He just knows that Kyle Busch is going to be right on his bumper and Kyle Busch is going to repay the favor. That's what Kyle Busch does.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I was surprised uh, Kyle Busch was as calm in his post race interview as he was. He... uh he was beating the hell out of his bumper for two straight laps, and there was nobody around. They were all single file, just riding, waiting to get to the end. And he was just—he was ready to go. and There was nowhere for him to go, so he decided to turn KB. So, he—he's got one coming for him, though.
0: Regardless, um, if there's one driver that's coming from the back, and it's the number eight car now—not the eighteen, but the number eight—and Kyle Busch is behind the wheel, you still have to think that he's got a shot.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and the good thing is is he's got a teammate now who's pretty good at play tracks and Austin Dillon. Right. He may not be able to be do great, you know, anywhere else, but play tracks have been his thing here the past couple of years. So uh he's got him a teammate that they can they can find each other and, and get to the front. And the great thing about uh tracks like this is you can start all the way in the back and you and you'll get up there pretty quickly. So I think he'll find his way to the front pretty quickly uh, on Sunday. Well
0: and you've also but, uh, got, you know, Noah Gregson, Eric Jones guys that Kyle Bush is very familiar with, you know, basically as – ecr engine teammates i mean that's another thing taking consideration there
4: yeah yeah and he's got and now he's got more more teammates because the chevy's going to team up with each other so now now he's got more guys he can he can get in the pack with and and, uh finding some teammates to get to the front did you see what the uh, toyota development uh guy said today about kyle bush about how there'll be days that they don't miss kyle bush and there'll be days that they won't miss kyle bush over at toyota
0: you know it's funny you say that just because bryson just read that quote to me like right before we came on air today
4: yeah like if if Toyota wanted to keep Kyle Busch Toyota could have kept Kyle Busch and it's pretty clear that Joe wanted his grandson in the car Joe's getting up there in age he wanted to see his grandson at at Joe Gibbs and uh, as I told you probably a couple of weeks ago if Truex had retired they would have put Ty on the 19 and Kyle would have kept his ride
0: oh absolutely man I mean this had nothing to do with sponsorship Absolutely nothing to do with it at all. Joe Gibbs just wanted an excuse to put Ty in the 18, which is now the 54. That, that's another thing. It's going to be weird not seeing the 18 out there because we've seen that car forever on the track.
4: Yeah, it's going to be weird. Uh, I've I pretty much been a, a Kyle Busch fan since Junior went to Hendrick. So, uh, so it's going to be weird not seeing him in the 18, except in the M&M's paint scheme. Uh, but I, I'm an I'm a RCR guy. I grew up Earnhardt fan, so I've, I've been with RCR for a while. And uh, I like Austin Dillon, too. I like him in a three-car. So it, it turned out well for me. Uh, but I'll give you my sleeper or my pick for Sunday. I'm going to take Eric Almarola on Sunday. He's been up at the front the past few races. He should have won him one back in 2018 if uh, Austin hadn't turned him on the last lap. He's, he's gotten close the uh, past few years. So I'm going to take Eric Almarola on Sunday.
0: That's a good one. I mean, he was running really well last night, which he won the second duel.
4: Yeah. So, and I, mean- uh, they, they, I think they just finished practice a little while ago, and I'm pretty sure he was top five in practice also.
0: That might be a sleeper because his odds are, I think, maybe plus 3,000 right now, if I'm not mistaken. That would actually be a really good pick.
4: Yeah, and a coworker told me today that Martin Truex Jr.'s odds is like plus 1,900.
0: That's an interesting one to me. But, I mean, I've got right now – I threw a little bit of money around. Uh, Let's get past all the Truck Series and Xfinity Series bets. Uh, I actually already have put down money on Eric Almirola as one of my sleepers. At plus 3,500, Denny Hamlin – is another one I threw some money down on, Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and, of course, my sleeper, as I've said, is Harrison Burton, which that's a very long shot, plus 7,500 odds. But I already went ahead and put a little bit of money down on Chase Elliott to win tonight in the truck race. I mean, he Chase Elliott can drive the hell out of a truck.
4: Yeah, I didn't even know he was in the truck race until I heard you earlier say it, so I went through some money on it too. So hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can get that on there tonight.
0: Absolutely. That'll pay for the beers and the wings and the pizza on Sunday.
4: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about tomorrow? How do you guys feel about tomorrow against Kentucky?
0: I feel really good about it. I think that we're going to go up there, we're going to cover the spread, we're going to win the game. And, I mean, this, just, this is just what happens with Rick Barnes and Kentucky. If they come down here and win, we're going to go up there and win. Or if we go up there and win, they come down here and win. Like I said, the only exception to the rule is 2018 where we won at both places. But then, of course, we get bounced in the championship game. Against them in the SEC tournament,
2: I, I I don't know how to feel, man. I could see us going up there and getting blown out, or I could see us going up there and covering the spread. I just I don't have I have zero feel for this game, honestly. And you know, I just I don't know, man. It's just so inconsistent. I mean, it would be I, I don't know.
4: I'm I'm a I'm excited and I'm nervous for the game. I'm excited because yeah. because I want you know it's Kentucky. I want to beat Kentucky. It's our rival. I'm a little nervous, I'm, I want to see, was Wednesday night the turning point to get us back on track? And can we go up there tomorrow and keep this momentum that we have, get ourselves back on track, show that those two weeks were just a rough patch in the season, continue this momentum going, or is it just going to be where we go up there, we lay another egg, and maybe Wednesday night was just a night where you know, we, we felt the juices flowing and we just got pumped up playing the number one team in the country at home.
0: Yeah. Well, Jordan, let me ask you this. Do you think that we should make the cream jersey the primary home jersey?
4: Oh Yeah, definitely. I think we should make an orange one that matches it and and, and wear those and
0: make it the primary home jersey. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think it honestly looks a little bit better because there's just something about when we do the Tennessee Volunteers arches reversed up top and then reverse arch underneath. It just reminds me too much of those god-awful Buzz Peterson jerseys, and you know which ones I'm talking about.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Those definitely. were awful because they tried to pay tribute, I guess, to Bernard King and Ernie Grunfeld, and it just did not – I don't know what Adidas did, but it did not look good.
4: One thing that I want them to do, if um, I read somewhere that they're going to replace the uh, the court next season. So one thing that I would like for them to do is bring back the stake outline with the Vols uh, arched on each side like they had at Stokely Center.
2: Yeah. That looks sexy. That and the cream jerseys.
0: Oof. When you know what you do, we'll go. do what the old Boston Garden did. Instead of going like the actual Celtics green, kind of like do like a pastel color, mm. just for historical yeah. purposes, that would look really good.
4: Yeah, they've they've been doing a lot of more throwback stuff here lately with their with their merchandise and stuff. So I like to see them bring back the state outline with the balls arched. And do they still wear the striped warm up pants? Yep.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: I'm glad they brought those back too. I, lo- I love retro, the retro look and the retro stuff.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, there comes a point where, like, the new stuff, like, it's it's cool, but it gets really old really fast.
4: Yeah. Like, if we going to talk about uniforms, it's like the NFL uniforms. Some of this new NFL stuff they're coming out with is just awful. The The old school 80s and 90s stuff they had looked way better, like the Falcons and their uniforms and the jerseys they have now. The stuff they had back in the 90s with the red helmet and the black jersey looks way better than what they have now. I think – the old uh, Seahawks the silver and the, and the blue look better than what they have now
0: I'd agree with that I, agree I mean with that too you know and everyone wants to preach it's like oh well you got to get with the times you got to do what the kids want you got to do what the kids are doing but guess who has the best-selling jerseys in the NFL the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. two of the most traditional traditional clean. uniforms that you can buy you
4: they're just they're, they're clean looking and I'm I'm
0: a traditionalist and I love that clean look that's Pretty much how we are too. Like the
4: Titans,
2: I think the Titans do too much on the uniforms.
0: That almost made me not want to cheer for the Titans. Like, I'm not kidding. Those uniforms, like, they hurt.
4: I I really like the new helmet. I think it looks a lot better than the white helmet they had. The only thing I would change on the Titans uniforms is just get rid of the silver on the shoulder pads and the random silver patch on the pants.
2: Agreed.
0: That and they would just give me some numbers that, that I can read.
2: I don't know, I man. I, I like the white ones. I I have my AJ Brown white Titans jersey that I'm never gonna get rid of, but yeah,
4: yeah. Just the random silver on the pants. I understand why they what, what they're trying to do there because you know Nike always finds these weird ways to throw stuff in that shouldn't be in there. Um, but the random silver on the shoulder pads and the pants just that's what brings that whole uniform down. They look, if they would take that off, they would look really, really good. I'm hoping once they get into this new stadium, they may try try to uh, redo their uniforms.
0: Jordan, were you listening to the show by any chance a few months ago when we were talking about the worst uniforms of all time and the worst logos of all time?
4: I don't think I heard that show, no.
0: I'm going to send you some links later, and I'd, I've got to know what your thoughts are on some of these because some of these were just downright atrocious.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely send them to me, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on them. Uh, but I'll let you guys get off here and continue the show. I'm looking forward to your guests coming on and hearing what he has to say. And we'll see, how, we'll see how this race turns out. Hopefully we can win it some money. Hopefully the boss can get a W tomorrow. Baseball season starts out good, and we have a good race on Sunday.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Jordan. All right, see you guys later. Jordan hitting all the bases there.
2: Yeah, I think that's how I'm trying to. I can't get my words across, Scott. Tomorrow, but is it just you are going to have such an emotional letdown? Like you're going to have a hangover from Wednesday night? Because I mean, that's an early game. You got to get up early for that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's thing. Like you mentioned, with you know some of the later games, you do have time to rest. Yeah, and you got to think too. Like you're not in your own bed. You're staying in a hotel. You never know. Like especially. I mean, the maybe, I rent maybe
2: it is better that they're playing earlier. You know, you just get out of bed, you play the game, you're back by probably I don't even know seven o'clock tomorrow night,
0: if if that. Probably stop at a Bucky's, get you a Philly cheesesteak burrito, and head to the house. Yeah, we know they want
3: to be back. They have night yeah. plans
2: tomorrow night. I'm sure they do. Uh, even sure even sure win or
3: do.
0: lose.
2: Win or lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, <I> <laughs> or Cool Beans, if you want to get
0: some autographs. <laughs> well there's that
1: (laughs) (laughs) away she goes bud Yep. (laughs) talk about tomorrow's game i don't know i don't know how i feel about it either um (laughs) it could be could be good could be
3: bad phil said it best yesterday nothing will surprise him tomorrow and i agree wholeheartedly if we get beat
2: by 30 i'm gonna be like okay well i mean i kind of expected it but if we win by 10 then cool with that too producer back there with his
0: feet kicked up yeah matthew i'm sending you your new
1: twitter avatar sounds good man sounds right, good chilling ain't it yep you're cozy sh- ain't it yep long day man <laughs> 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 yep, long day man all right
0: you are to change your twitter avatar as soon as i send this to you
2: hey man you got it made here ate your dinner kicked
0: up
1: yep <laughs> <laughs> yep just, just hanging out, man, just chilling.
0: I mean, that's what we do. We come in here, we don't take anything too serious, we have fun. And when you're having fun, things go well. Much like the baseball team. If they continue to have fun, they're going to play good ball.
1: That game is that game uh, tonight is not on any place to watch it, by the way.
3: MLB Network. And ESPN yeah. Plus, I think. No, it's
1: not, on ESPN, it's not Plus. On the ESPN Plus. It's on ESPN Plus.
3: It's MLB, MLB
2: Net- Network. You got to download the app? Download the on app. On the TV, yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I mean...
0: I'll see And the you would highlights. well, and you would think that for as much attention as this team gets, they would at least try, especially the SEC network, try to get us some more games like on the SEC network. Like,
1: because what's on tonight? It? What's on tonight on the SEC network?
2: Nothing probably. Nothing. Uh, there's no the volleyball. Volleyball gymnastics is a big thing Friday nights. Yeah. I'm sure Livy Dunn will have spotlight.
3: Probably Mississippi State or Ole Miss playing baseball. Yeah, that's what I assume. Probably.
2: But uh, the game, there's game picks on this app I use. Out of 1,800 picks so far, 55% have picked Kentucky tomorrow.
0: I think Billy, or yeah, Billy Stats is going to be ready for some NASCAR this week. And I just got—I'm not kidding, Bryson—you can confirm—like 30 pictures of Dale Earnhardt flooding my text messages right now. Speaking of bad jerseys. Bad logos. Bryson, what is one of the worst cars that you've ever seen? Uh, the McDonald's car. I hated that one. See, I love that
3: one. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really like Danica's car.
0: GoDaddy. Yeah. That was just kind of
3: mid. Yeah.
0: I don't even know what GoDaddy is. It's basically a domain.
3: It's on a
2: website, like
0: AOL. No, like you buy like a domain from there. It's like if I wanted to make the GI
2: no. Uh, if you want to make your own website. Okay.
1: I, no. Is it still love like Joey, business?
0: But, yeah. I'm trying to think. There was a car. I can't remember if it was... This might have been when it was the Bush Series or the Nationwide Series, but uh, Boudreaux's Butt Paste sponsored a car. Nice. Yeah.
1: Butt Paste. What did you say? Wait, wait what? He said, yes,
0: there was a NASCAR sponsor, and it was Boudreaux's Butt Paste.
1: For what reason? <laughs>
0: Apparently, it's like the best diaper rash cream. <sighs> Yeah, because grown-ass
1: men need that. <laughs> hey, well, sometimes sometimes they need it.
0: Well, it, I'm this is how I am. Like, if it's not in NASCAR, like, as far as a vehicle goes, I'm not buying it. Hence what I drive now. Wait, wait
2: what? He said if it's not on a NASCAR car, he's not
0: buying it. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I decide what beer I drink. That's how I decide what soft drink I'm drinking. That's how I decide what restaurants I go to. If it's not in NASCAR... I don't mess with it. So
2: if you have enough money one day and said, Jake, would you like to buy this Ferrari? You're going to say no.
0: No. It's
2: because it's not a NASCAR car.
0: No. Give me a Tundra decked out, a Silverado decked out. Mustang? Nah. <laughs> nah.
1: So, so your logic is, if it's not on NASCAR, His, you ain't buying it. When is the last
0: time you ever saw a bad product on a NASCAR.
2: I don't know the products on NASCAR. The, yeah, I know no Bryson.
1: Bryson
0: can answer
2: this. Bushlight Hel- is on there, right? If
1: Hellman's is on there. I'm not buying that. Nope. Not buying Mayo.
2: Nope.
1: Bryson, when's the
0: last bad product you ever saw on a NASCAR? Ooh.
2: You just said GoDaddy was a bad product. Yeah, so. other
0: than that, I never said it was a bad product. It was just a mid car. Maybe ever. I just don't like
3: the color yellow on cars because I'm also not crazy about Joey's car. You picked him to win. No, I just, I'm not crazy about the you know the color skin. I don't know.
0: Goodness.
3: Goodness,
0: goodness. Justin Hanna has chimed in with the worst. Oh.
2: What is this?
0: When Dale Earnhardt. Oh, looks like I kind of like that.
2: What is? Uh, what am I thinking of? It looks like the uh, – gosh, it's like a popsicle. It's like some little popsicle-looking thing. I don't know.
0: but You thinking of this?
2: I'm looking at the picture right now. I'm trying to think what –
0: I don't well,
1: yeah, it looks
2: me, like a Skittle.
1: Like, yeah, give me some know. brands that are on. NASCAR. Okay, uh,
0: Skittles, Reese's has been on there. Hershey's.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll buy Hershey's. Coca-Cola,
0: Target, McDonald's, Target, GM is on this car. So
1: you tell me, you would you were buying Mountain Dew because Coca-Cola was not sponsored as a NASCAR car?
0: I was drinking Mountain Dew because they were sponsoring Chase Elliott.
1: The man that I am. I don't know. Last time I and Joey
0: Logano heard. was drinking Coca Cola.
1: Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, man. I haven't had one of those in centuries. It feels good. Like. Goodness.
0: <laughs> Stay with us. Overtime continues. JL still joins us next, right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, pleased to be joined by the Gus Manning of NASCAR, J.L. Steele. J.L., how's it going, man?
5: Well, it's going great, but I tell you, that's, that's high accolades. I, I don't know if I can live up to that, but you know whether I do or not, like Johnny Ringo said to Doc Holliday in the woods there at the end of uh, Tombstone, all right, let's do it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason we brought you on today. Of course, NASCAR is upon us. Of course, the duels, we had them last night, got the truck race tonight, Xfinity Series tomorrow, and of course, the Daytona 500 on Sunday. And of course, we're still getting used to the new car, everything that it does. And for me, you know, being a fan since I was little, growing up, seeing the numbers the way they were, and then just seeing the way it is now. We had a conversation earlier about, you know, the weirdest jerseys we've ever seen or the weirdest logos we've ever seen. This just still kind of. It still bothers me a little bit, but as we were continuing the conversation from the last segment, what is the weirdest or the worst-looking car that you can ever remember seeing?
5: Mm, that's a good question. Uh, let me think about that, but I'll tell you this. You're talking about Boudreaux's butt paste. Yes. I can tell you, they go all the way back. As far as I remember, I think they went back to oh5 I remember seeing them on Kim Crosby's car, and I know Mark Green drove a Boudreaux's bus butt-paced car and to my knowledge the last person last driver i remember in that sponsorship was jeremy clements back in say 2010 2009 something like that but the weirdest car i tell you there's some, been some odd ones um those adam petty loved adam petty but those spree cars were quite colorful to say the least uh, Very much. But I'll tell you, that uh, this uh, Bubby, Bubba Wallace car that he's running Sunday with McDonald's, that is just not a good-looking car, in my opinion.
0: It's not at all. And, you know, you think back to some of the old McDonald's cars, like the ones, you know, Bill Elliott, you know, some of those that he drove in the 90s, those yeah. just stood out. They had flair. And I'm kind of with you. Jimmy I look at Spencer. that. Exactly. And then I look at the one that Bubba's driving, I'm just like, oh, what, what is that? Like, they're just trying yeah, to do too saw- much with it.
5: Yeah, I saw somebody tweet the other day that it looked like they started the design and just stopped. Like they started with the hood and then just said, eh, "I don't care." And it's just, uh, it's just not a good looking car.
0: Like a really bad eye racing paint job is what it yeah, looked like. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good good comparison. Absolutely. We're speaking speaking with J.L. Steele here today, talking some NASCAR. So, what do you make of this weekend's race? We've already kind of got a feel for who can handle the track, who's going to be up front, who's got. The fastest car. Who's going to be there at the end? What is your prediction for this Sunday? Oh wow! Okay,
5: you're starting uh, starting at the top of the mountain. Absolutely. You know it's. You know when it comes to Daytona, if you've been following the sport long enough. If you're going to pick a winner, take 40 names, put them on pieces of paper, wad them up, put them in a jar, and pick one. It's all about who avoids the big one. That's what it comes down to, and it's just such a crapshoot. Uh, you know, the names, you you know, Kyle Larson and all the big names, Logano, defending champion, they're going to be at the top of the list. But if you're going to put me on the spot and say pick a winner, I heard someone in the last hour mention this name, and I am going with Todd Gilliland. I think he showed last night that he can run at the front, he can be at the top of the leaderboard, that was an incredible save. If you watched the qualifying race last night, it time. really was a phenomenal job that team showed a couple years ago with Michael McDowell. They're capable of winning at Daytona, and you know that's the one place they talk about this new car equalizing everyone. This is the track that shows that. I mean, we saw, I think, was it last year? Guys like Cody Ware were running top ten. Um, LaJoy, you know, had a great finish. So it could be anybody's race, but I really like just something about Todd Gilliland. I'm going with him. He's in a four. Yeah, I know he's starting like in the seventh row or so, seventh, eighth row. That's my pick.
0: I don't hate that at all. And for those of you listening that are Tennessee fans, uh, the team owner, Bob Jenkins, is actually from Jefferson County up in Dandridge. And you've probably eaten at one of his Taco Bells or KFCs or one of the hundred million Yum brand locations that he owns. And, you know, it's so weird. You know, we talk about these smaller cars and when we start getting to a lot of the intermediate tracks and just the regular speedways, like you don't really hear about them as much, but just to show how much a track like this can impact everything. If everybody does get caught up in the big one, uh, jail, you might remember this when you could parlay, who's going to finish top 10 and make a parlay based out of that. Someone actually put down a $10 bet, a free bet, might I add, and ended up winning $988,000 last year because they just took that. three yeah. junk cars.
5: Yeah. Yeah, this is the track to do it. And and, and and everybody compares Daytona and Talladega, and of course they're both super speedways, but Daytona really stands alone. You don't see a lot of these, quote, backmarkers or mid-pack teams perform as well at Talladega. As you do at Daytona, and I really think last year showed with this new car they wanted parity. I think they got parity. We saw that with a number of winners throughout the year, and we certainly saw it with the top ten finish at Daytona last year with those cars.
0: Absolutely. And do you have a sleeper for the Xfinity Series race as well? Of course. You know, I'm kind of partial to Ryan Ellis because, and the mm-hmm. only reason being is because Ryan Ellis, when he was in college, he was a Kappa Sigma. And when I was in college, I was a Kappa But so that's my connection to him. I've got to talk to, with him a little bit, really cool guy. But I love seeing teams like, you know, his team, you know, B.J. McLeod's teams. I always yeah. just love his dedication because he's the type of guy, and I think Ryan Ellis even said this, when he was running up front at Daytona in the Xfinity Series race a few years ago, I think B.J. came over the radio and said, bring it to victory lane or bring it home in a box. Like, that's how mm-hmm. dedicated he is. That's how much he wants to win in this sport. So you have to appreciate guys like B.J. McLeod and some of those guys that don't really get the chances that a lot of these other drivers get.
5: Absolutely. I love Ryan. I know Ryan. He's a great guy. He's, he's a perfect example to me of what this series used to be. Underdogs grinding away, looking for an opportunity, looking for a chance and making the most of that chance. Ryan takes, takes care of equipment. He's never really had a history of overdriving the car and causing trouble tearing up equipment, whether his own teams or another teams. Uh, They had a transmission issue today and weren't able to get on the track, and I hated seeing that. The other Alpha Prime cars were out there. Uh, I'd love to see a great finish for Ellis. But uh, I'm going to go with another Ryan as a dark horse tomorrow, and that's Ryan Sieg. If you follow the Xfinity series, you know Ryan Sieg, is you If he's not caught up in the big one, he's usually running up front, front at the end. He's run second there in this race before. Um, great guy, another underdog team. And it seems like the last few years he's been right there with a chance to win. He's been in position, and then they get a late caution, those final races, usually green-white checker and he loses that chance. But, uh, Ryan, if you're a fan of the underdog, Ryan Sieg, Sieg Racing, that, that would be a dark horse that I would look at.
0: Right, and it's always, you know, you're not really surprised that it's an underdog with a race like Daytona. Um, no. There have been a few races throughout the years, especially here in recent memory, um, especially when the Bristol night race of 2019. Um, I was actually sitting in turn four for that one, watching Matt Benedetto just give it everything mm-hmm. he's got and more. And then, of course, mm-hmm. everything happened at the end. That was probably the most heartbreaking race I think I've ever been to in my life. And, of course, you've been a fan, you know, longer than I have. What is probably the most heartbreaking loss that you've ever seen live?
5: Oh, wow. That's a great question. I didn't know thinking was required for this. Uh, Hey, man, it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) The most heartbreaking loss. Um, You know, I'm going to go with – with C, a few years ago at uh, at Daytona, I can't remember 2019, 2018, something like that. He was leading late there at Daytona. Was running second. It looked like, hey, this is this is the chance for the little guy. And then he got shuffled out of the pack, and it went away. I mean, I'm sure if I had time to really think about it, I'd come up with something more dramatic. But uh, but Ryan was right there. He really had a chance to to break through, get that first career victory, and it was just taken from him. Uh, that's, that's what comes to mind off the top of my head.
3: So uh, obviously 411's kicking off their season this weekend. So what are your thoughts on NASCAR drivers participating in other forms of racing, such as Kyle Larson, the Dirt Late
5: Models, Christopher Bell, and Ricky Stenhouse in Sprint? That's a great question, and I'm all for it. I love it. You know, years ago, I'm talking like 30 years ago, I had the opportunity Columbus Motor Speedway, which unfortunately now is out of business. It was a great, small, paved track in Columbus, Ohio. had the opportunity to see Cale Yarborough, Donnie Allison, uh, David Pearson, who was the fourth one. I can't remember off the top of my head. These are some big they names. Four, yes. They, and they, what they did, they took four late models from local racers and put those guys in it for like a 10-lap race and everybody thought, okay, these old time oh, I think was it Buddy Baker? I think maybe he was the fourth. Anyway, everybody thought, okay, these old guys are gonna go out there and parade around for ten laps. They flat out got after it. And they went to the this was like ninety three, ninety-two, something like that. Last lap coming out of turn four, Cale Yarbrough, David Pearson touched. David flips upside down, comes out of turn four, cross start-finish line upside down, and the crowd is quiet. You know, oh, my gosh, David Pearson, you know. He gets out of the car, lights up a cigarette, walks around the car, waves to the crowd, and walks to the pits. And I want to tell you, that crowd, that that grandstand was absolutely packed that night. And when you can get the big names of NASCAR to local tracks, whether it's 411, Smoky Mountain Speedway, or any track across America— to draw an audience to see racing live, it's nothing but a positive. And, you know, years ago, back in the Winston days, you'd see the cup guys come and do autograph sessions, small tracks. You'd see them maybe jump in the cars and and drive against the local heroes. Whatever it takes to get those guys at the small tracks, excite interest at the local level, it's huge. Because if you're fans, you've seen too many Short tracks around America close up. Whether it's post COVID, uh, folks not coming back. Whether it's the value of land in the area. So whatever we can do to support racing at the grassroots level, I'm all for it.
0: Absolutely, I love love going up to the Taz. That's kind of my home yeah, track. Another you know,
5: great example. Yeah,
0: being from Campbell County and everything. That's uh, that was the home track for me. And yeah, you know, we talked, you know back to the modern era some interesting comments made by toyota today in regards to kyle bush essentially saying (laughs) bryson i think you've actually got the quote in front of you but it was something along the lines of there are going to be days where we miss kyle and there's going to be days where we don't
5: yeah i saw that i just shook my head i mean say what you will about attitude about his surliness or responses when things aren't going well but the fact is kyle bush love him or hate him Made Toyota racing at the NASCAR level what it is, and that's that's indisputable. And we're going to find out I think this season just how true that is. And I'm not taking anything away from Martin Truex, Danny Hamlin, the rest of the Toyota camp. Kyle Busch made Toyota racing and Joe Gibbs Racing the juggernaut that it is, and now he's gone. So let's have at it. Let's see what happens.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up because when I think of Toyota, you know, obviously Joe Gibbs comes to mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, Furniture Row, Levine Family Racing, teams that are no longer there. But I can remember when Toyota first came into the sport, of course, Michael Waltrip Racing, bracing, and there was controversy immediately. And everyone just remembered, you know, the double zero, the 55, the 56, all those cars, insert Joe Gibbs, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, Toyota can compete. And now, Mm -hmm. like you said, they have taken the most polarizing figure that they've had since they've been in NASCAR and basically just, I feel like, shoved him out the door because, I mean, and you know how it is. Like, we can sit here and listen to Joe Gibbs and say, well, it was a sponsorship issue, that's why we can't retain Kyle. Listen, we all know why Kyle Busch is no longer driving for Joe Gibbs Racing. And it happens more times than none. A lot of people know that. I mean, you go back to when Mark Martin, I think he – When was it? It was when Brad was still with, I guess, he was driving the 09 for Phoenix. And he was basically going to get the five. And then all of a sudden, it's like Mark Martin's doing well. He's like, oh, I might want to do this a little bit longer. And Brad had already told Roger Penske no. And that's another Mm -hmm. example of a driver that Hendrick Motorsports could have had in the lineup. And you look at what they could have right now, and it's like, man, they could be the premier, premier team and nobody would be able to touch them. But they made good moves either made them too late or didn't make them soon enough.
5: You're right. And I tell you the Toyota situation has been very peculiar. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, they've spent a lot on driver development in the lower levels, but there's only so many seats to fill at the at the higher levels, particularly Cup. So you're seeing a lot of these guys that came up in Toyota. Brandon Jones, for instance. Now he's over at JR Motorsports. Um you know, so Toyota has obviously invested a lot, but there's only so many places to put these people. And now the big question is, <clears throat> Kyle Busch, okay, what's Toyota's performance going to look like this year? And conversely, what's RCR's performance going to look like? Because if RCR suddenly goes up and JGR suddenly starts to decrease, you know, I don't know how that's going to look good for JGR. Uh, you've got an unproven rookie in Ty Gibbs. Christopher Bell could be debated. Has he lived up to expectations or has he not? Martin Truex Jr. is at the end of his career. You know How many more years is Truex going to be there? So where does that leave Toyota? Where does that leave Joe Gibbs Racing? It's going to be real interesting to see.
3: That it is. Bryson, you got anything else? Yeah, just one quick one. Uh, Spire Motorsports' Corey LaJoy, two top tens in the last two years. What do you think about his chances Sunday?
5: I think they're great. You know, he had a great he had a great uh, 500 last year. He's been right there. Corey LeJoy, if you get the chance to talk to him, if you get the chance to listen to him, even on his podcast or anything, Corey's got his head on straight about as much as you'd want any driver to have. Um, I think if he can come out of there, I mean, most obviously with a win, but certainly top five, top ten, it's going to be great for that team. It's going to be great for him. Uh, you know, and I realize they're an underdog in a lot of people's minds, but again, the super speed weight, Daytona's an equalizer, I like Corey's chances. Again, it comes down to avoiding the big one. If you do that, if you're there at the end, it's anybody's race. And Corey has shown he's he has the talent to be there at the end. So let's just see how it shakes out.
0: Absolutely. And one more thing, and we'll let you go. We talk a lot about how NASCAR is trying to reach this younger generation, this group Mm -hmm. that's coming up. What are they doing wrong, and what do they need to fix to make that happen? Because, I mean, Bryson and I, we grew up with it. Davis and Matthew, Mm -hmm. who were also in the room, they didn't grow up around it, and I'm having a hard time trying to pull them in. Got any advice for me?
5: Wow, I don't know how much time you have. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We got about 20 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that uh, and that reminds me. By the way, you gave me the option of the six twenty spot or the seven twenty spot, and I'm glad to have this opportunity. But you know, the truck race is coming on, so I don't know how many how many listeners we're losing. We probably should have taken the <laughs> six twenty spot because race day is on was on, and nobody watches race day. No. You know, every every you know. But anyway, um, when I go to a steakhouse, I don't order chicken or fish. I order steak. And it seems to me that if you know what you're doing and what you have and you do it well, you market that. But it seems like NASCAR has had this, for the last several years, have had this great product, very marketable. Stick to what you're doing and do it the best way that you can. But it seems like they're a really nice steakhouse that had a great reputation But all of a sudden, they started serving chicken, and they started serving fish. You know, whether it's stage racing, whether it's like at the Coliseum we saw a couple weeks ago, halftime. You know, they like to say we're not like other sports. Well, they have playoffs now, and they have halftime now. So let's not talk about how we're not like other sports, because you essentially are. I think, personally, It comes down to a lot of what society's about. We have short attention spans. and So we're catering to those short attention spans. We're saying, well, we need shorter races. We need quicker races. We need this other entertainment. We need pregame concerts. We need whatever it is. If you're confident in what you're doing and you're good at what you're doing and you're the best at what you're doing, just keep doing what you're doing and people are going to find you. You know, um, the weather forecast looks great for Sunday for Daytona, and I think NASCAR and I think Fox needs that. They don't need a five-, six-hour rain delay like we've seen over the last few years. If you get eyeballs on the screen, let's keep them there. Let's give them good racing. Um, You know, I think they've spent so much time looking for this mythical new fan. They've lost track of the long-time fan. You know, um, I don't know how you market to 20-somethings when they're complaining about college loan debt. Those people don't have the money to rent an RV and go to the racetrack and spend a weekend. Those 45 and plus, you can say what you want to say about them being older and so on, but the fact is they have the disposable income. They have the time to load up an RV head to the racetrack, make a week weekend out of it, and take their kids and take their grandkids. And I think that's been lost, and I think that's sad.
0: I agree 100%. You know, it's almost like the cable company. It's like they really give everything that you can give to the new person and then the old customer, the one that's been loyal to you for years, yes. just push them to the side. That's exactly yes. the comparison I could draw to that.
5: Exactly. I'm with you. That's a great analogy.
0: Absolutely. That's JL still. JL, tell us where to find you on Twitter.
5: Well, I'm at JL underscore Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. I tweet some about NASCAR. I tweet a lot of nonsense about other things, but I'd be glad to have anybody who wants to find me.
0: Absolutely. You would like the other stuff as well if you like what I post. So, JL, thank you so much, man. I'm getting (laughs) a lot of good feedback right now. we got to do this again soon.
5: I'm glad to do it. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much. That is JL Steele, the Gus Manning of NASCAR. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Final segment of the program. It's overtime. It's Fan Run Radio. It is you. It's me, Jake Miller. It's Davis Rangi. Producer Matthew. Intern Bryson. Man, what a performance. JL, just letting it fly. Letting it rip. I love it. And he had a really good answer there at the end. It's like, stick to what you know. And stay with that. Like, we know what NASCAR fans want, the OG fans, much like everything else. And you start to see sports, and they start pandering to different groups. You all have seen this in every yep. single sport. That was, that
2: was about the only thing I uh, understood of that whole conversation. But,
3: uh, I figured.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, you see it with the NBA. Uh-huh. NFL tried to do it. Um, NHL. MLB did on the mound. So...
0: Well, I mean, you got to think. The biggest one that comes up is Atlanta losing their All Star game.
1: Uh, what going to a state that has the same law
2: for the MLB? Yep, yeah. the voting yeah.
0: law. Send it out
1: to Colorado. Yeah, it was the same law as Atlanta.
2: Yeah, NASCAR doesn't. Uh, NASCAR uh, group, just fan group, does not strike me as the very woke kind. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry man, it's my kind of people. Don't go for that either. Well,
0: I mean, and that's why we want to get you to a race. We want to get you to one race cuz I feel like if you go one time, it will change your perspective. It's one thing to watch on TV. It's kind of like hockey with me. I can go watch the Ice Bears. I can do that. I can have a great time. You turn on Nashville Predators game in front of me. I'm zoned out and I'm on my phone within about 2 minutes.
1: Yeah,
2: I've never been to a hockey game either. That's like the only two sports I haven't been to a sport. I haven't been to a hockey game. I haven't been to a –
1: What's the one down in South Haven? The, the Mississippi
2: River, River Kings, yeah, I man. A, I went to
1: one of their games. Yeah, they play the Ice Bears. Yeah, I went to a, a River Kings game. It was, I guess it was entertaining.
2: Sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: well,
0: it's funny. like The Ice Bears, they actually have Nickelodeon night tonight, and tomorrow is the wiener dog race.
1: Uh you see what Weigles is doing Boy, for, uh, yeah. for
2: Maui? I so much for that, I guess. Yeah, oh, he's getting paid.
1: Uh, we're doing a was it a double dog something? I'll
2: find it. I had it pulled up. Let me see this, man. I don't know. Twitter's updated on its own. Love that.
0: There's a few apps that have updated on me today, and I'm not liking the updates on some of them.
2: <sighs> to encourage to encourage everyone to get hashtag free Maui trending, we're offering the Maui double dog deal all weekend. Stop into any Weigels tomorrow and Sunday for two hot dogs for two twenty-two. With your My wiggles Rewards card at NCAA hashtag Free Maui.
0: So what's a like? Does he have his own special hot dog or whatever?
2: I, I don't think it's I don't just know. a picture of it's him. Number
1: twenty
0: two uh, or something. Yeah. So it's just hot dogs. I guess. Uh, no, he's not number twenty two. Uh, what number bit. is he? Tony Vitello is
1: number twenty two. I guess he's two. So two, yeah. two, two. Yeah. So there you go, man. There's your correlation.
2: It's only good this weekend, though.
1: Yep. So get him while he go to Weigels. Yep. Hey, I'm
0: all about a roller dog, man.
1: Get them while you can.
0: Nothing like a Martinsville dog. But I'm all about some Wiggles roller dogs. I'm weird like that. Y'all like gas station food at all? No. QT.
2: What do you consider gas station food? Like, like
0: you go up and get you a corn dog, you get you a hot dog, a slice nah, pizza.
2: No. Cheese it's every day from
0: Wiggles. We gotta get you all some corn dogs. We gotta get you some roller dogs. Get you eating.
2: I prefer my insides to stay normal.
0: Well, <laughs> it's one of those things like, if you eat it enough, that will become your new normal.
1: No, and no, You
2: just build up a resistance to it at some point.
0: I mean, dude, I drink coffee out of that sink water that's probably coming out of a lead pipe that's probably not been changed since the 50s. I'm immune to everything, except what I'm allergic to, which is everything. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, what are we doing y'all you What would y'all think that? I got the water from to what, what make my coffee about,
1: with? Man, we're doing a captain's bonus challenge. Six V six will now be on this court.
2: Yeah, it's pretty pathetic.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what this is. Ruffles dude, there's a the, ruffles line or something. The NBA
2: All Star Celebrity game, and I don't know any of these people besides DK Metcalf and twenty one. Francis Savage. Typho and Jesser. Jesser fell yeah. off. Um in twenty one.
1: That's I, it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I won't be tuning into this. Um it's pretty boring. Bad basketball being played. <laughs>
0: You would have more fun watching the Daytona 500.
1: I would have more fun having my TV off and staring at it than watching this game.
0: <laughs> Let us know how you really feel, Matthew. Goodness, this is so
1: boring, man. Why we? Why do we put NBA fans to this every single year, man? It's the same thing. All oh, this is bad basketball being played, and also there's there's four games, uh, two games this year, by the way. There's this game, and then there's another game, yeah. and the winner of that game plays in the championship. There's three games for this, not one anymore. There's three now.
2: That's disgusting. And just like the, just go back to East West, man. You're making it too complicated yeah, but, by doing this captains crap.
1: Ah, uh, they go. Richard Jefferson referee. Oh, was, but also now, uh, oh,
2: most entertaining part of this game.
1: Also now they're not making anyone a last pick. In the NBA, in the All Star Draft, they're they're drafting the reserves first, so there won't be a last well, pick.
2: Whoever the last they're
1: still the last pick of the reserves. Yeah, exactly.
2: whoever the last pick of the reserves is is oh, who would have been last. So they normally. draft
1: the reserves and then they draft the starters. Is this to make everybody
2: feel good about themselves? Yes, participation. Yes it is. trophies. Yes it is. Laurie Markkinen probably gonna be the last one picked.
1: Uh, Rudy Gobert was one year, and so was James Harden because KD didn't want to draft him.
0: It is what it is. Why she goes, bud?
1: It is what it is. It's absolute, just despicable game of basketball. What am I watching? (laughs) Guillermo. (laughs) What am I? Oh, my. God, tryhard. Yeah,
2: this dude, 81, and Metcalf are being tryhards right now.
1: It's a celebrity basketball game. You're not going to get any endorsements off of this.
0: Bang! What? (laughs) This is disgusting.
2: I don't even know. This old man is dribbling up the court right now. Or I don't even know who this is, what that is.
0: You know what I feel like I'm watching? You ever played at the Wreck on 2K and everybody's got the crazy hair and just nobody looks like they can ball? This is what I'm watching right I now. I need
1: some, like, this needs, like, uh, what's the music they always play on? Like, uh, shows where it's, like, everyone's just falling down. It's that, like, goofy mu- music they play. Oh, Yakety
0: Sex? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that. I need that being played over this whole game right now. That's
0: just a clown show. It's Bryson, devil. we got a truck race to watch, man. Yep. Let's get out of here. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Bryson.
0: Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGM. Tune in on Monday for 3 and Out right here on Fan Run Radio.
2: So you're watching the game, and you see another ad for FanDuel Sportsbook, and you think to yourself, is that legal?